Touchdown Tampa Bay. You're listening to the PewterCast. Welcome to the PewterCast Live, the very first one of the 2020 season. Ren Daxt is joining me. He's right over there. Ren, we are here tonight. It's it's what we're going to call a bit of an emergency. Might be a yes. bit of an overstatement, but something yes. just happened. It's just come down the pipe, and uh, we're here to talk about it. We're going to open up phone lines, let people call in so they can talk about it as well. What's going on tonight, Ren? Well, the Buccaneers have ruined probably every Bucks fan's uh, fantasy football team. Because... <laughs> well, they've ruined yours a little bit. You know. <laughs> Any Buccaneer fans in a fantasy football team, you know, well, probably at least a quarter of them have uh, Ronald Jones on their team. Mm-hmm. Or the other fantasy footballers who, like yourself, drafted uh-huh. Leonard Fournette. Right. And now he's in a he went from the clear number one, three down back to I have no idea what he's going to do. You you don't automatically assume he's coming in as the number one back in Tampa Bay. No, no. So, no, you still think it's Rojo. You still think it's yeah. Rojo right now. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. Right. Because, I mean, you know, B.A.'s got a presser, so I wonder what they're going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> how long before we get the Leonard Fournette question? Uh, how long? How many questions? And what's the over under on questions before they mention Tom Brady? <sighs> With B.A.? Well, B.A.'s last presser was only like two questions. Last like three minutes. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure even Tom Brady even comes up. Right. I, I can't. I couldn't bet that. Tom Brady is coming up. Why'd you sign here, Leonard Fournette? And how much of a deal was Tom Brady a part of? Hey, when you talked to Leonard, was the reason he signed was because of uh, Brady, not you? Yes, it (laughs) is. Hey, by the way, real quick, before we get too much further into this, I do want to mention we are live right now, Ren. Uh This is the Pewtercast live. I want to say hello to everyone who's out there in YouTube land. We are also this season, Ren, for the very first time, simulcasting at Facebook as well. So hello really? to those of you watching on Facebook and hello to those of you watching out there in YouTube world. Uh, we are going to open up these phone lines here in just a moment. We'll put that phone number going across the scroll at the bottom. Actually, I don't know that I have that ready to go. So I might have oh. to do that while you talk for a second. Right? Super emergency podcast. So we've decided to muscle in on Bucks Reports territory. I guess. Are yeah. we looking to uh, take a, well, it's only fair. They, yeah. they, tr- they try to do a post-call-in show now. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's all right. They're they're no, they're, it's it's not all right. It's it's pretty terrible. <laughs> oh, you mean it's okay? They do that. Okay, yeah. sorry, I misunderstood. They're, they're, they're I'm kidding. Like, I'm kidding. I, Those I guys grind. Those guys grind. They do. They oh my god, they grind. <laughs> but I want to say hello to people like Steve and John and Alan and Antonio and Eric and Frank and uh, let's probably. see. Shooter is over there. Cannon Fire Podcast. Rhett. Probably, yeah, probably uh, Rhett. out there. Um. And Evan over there, big joker, uh, Buck Skull. Uh, let's see her Conrad's out there. And and I mean, my God, Ren, we've been live for less than than just right at three minutes. And you know, our our you know, we've got 40 people watching right now. So hello to everybody out there, guys, and welcome to the Pewtercast Live. The Buccaneers have signed Leonard Fournette. This is 
this is a big deal. Like I'm, I'm literally in the middle of having a heart to heart conversation with my wife and my kid who got in a fight tonight. And all of a sudden I get this tweet from Ren saying Brent drafted both Fournette and McCoy. And I went, what the heck's he talking about? And then I look and I see what's going on. I am out of that conversation. No longer am I in dad mode. Like <laughs> I'm in this mode. Like I'm still, those of you looking like we had baseball tryouts tonight. Like that's why yeah. I'm dressed the way I am right now. So I mean, my God, Ren, the, these are the, these are the kind of shows where we, we come in and put this down, but Leonard Fournette, you know, I sent out a tweet from the pewter cast just a minute ago going, the bucks are going all in this year. They're absolutely going all in and it, it, they're pushing it in for this year. Mm-hmm. And the end, the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I saw right before we came on, I felt, you know, when these players get released, uh-huh. uh, you know, and, the Facebook Buck fan goes, Oh, like the Bucks need to grab that guy, you know, anybody with a uh, name, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, Remember when everybody wanted Melvin Gordon? No, I, I, I've <laughs> quit paying attention to that for so long. Like, I don't even like if somebody gets released and I recognize the name, like, I just log off Twitter uh-huh. for like two hours and right. then I'll come back, you know, right. You know, nothing's going to happen. So, but, but the question is this year, it's always been, can you afford him? Can you afford him? Right. And apparently, uh, well, Greg Alman just put out a tweet, and of course, Greg, you know, did the math for us with Leonard's Fournette contract, which I think is like one point two five is what's being reported right now, and the Bucks and the Bucks have one point two six, and then since only like the top fifty one count, and they're losing players. So by Greg's math, signing Leonard Fournette has leaves us exactly thirteen thousand dollars under the cap. All right. We're there. Hey, listen. We're the I, can, I can deal with $13,000. I wouldn't mind $13,000 in my bank account right now. No one get hurt. No one get hurt. Yeah, there you go. No one get hurt. No one get hurt. Well, Ren, uh, why don't we go ahead and open up the phone line? We'll let people go in. You and I, of course, we'll keep talking about it. You guys want to do that. That phone number is 864-729-BUCKS. That's 864-729-2827. You guys call in. We will take your phone call. Uh, and uh, tell us what you guys think. Tell us what you think about the Leonard Fournette signing. Are you excited? What does this mean for Super Bowl potential? What's it uh, mean for Rojo? What's it mean for Rojo? Who are, who are we losing? Is is it possible that Keyshawn Vaughn and Raymond Clay are both gone now, even though they're their recent draft picks? What about Dare? What about all these guys? Jenna Lane had a good one where she kind of went through like, we've got two draft picks this year. We've got uh-huh. Rojo, who's an incumbent. We've uh-huh. got. Uh, the veteran in Shady McCoy, and we've got Dari, who's a special teams captain. What's that like? Where, 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 yeah, where's he going to fit? Right. Yeah. I, have, I, 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 I didn't think we would ever do something like this. I really didn't. Yeah, you know, I think it's... So this is what it feels like to be a Patriots fan, where people just like, ah, you know, I was a fifth-round draft pick four years ago. I'll play for a million bucks. Nah, I just want to... I'm just chasing a ring. Like it must right. be so nice. Well, it is so nice. I didn't say must be. It is so nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's just a different sort of attitude and makeup of the aggressiveness of signing people. And I, I think it started even last year when BA got there, going after Sue, uh-huh. uh, you know, and 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 sort of landing some of, some of these uh, bigger names, and then having it pan out, which is always nice because. You know, we've always talked about how the Buccaneers win the offseason every year. We all get excited. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of these uh, players don't pan out. So, 
you know, it's, yeah, it's full steam ahead. It's, I'm still confused. Like, I think what this does, it puts Raymond Calais for sure not on the roster, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I also think it moves yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn to the practice squad as well. Uh-huh. I'm not even sure Raymond Calais makes the practice squad now if they're going to keep right. uh, Keyshawn Vaughn there. And then, uh, but, you know, it could be a Keyshawn Dare thing. It depends on who they think can make it through waivers. I would say that. Dari could probably make it through waivers easier than Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Given his draft status. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that had him as a draft or running back. Uh huh. Well, let's find out. We got a caller here. Who is calling us tonight talking to those, the pewter cast live. It's John. What's up boys? What's going on, John? Not much, man. Hey, listen, Before Buccaneer. Buccaneers are signing Leonard Fournette. What about it, buddy? Uh, I was part of that group that wanted him for years to draft him. So, I mean, that's kind of a dream come true. And like Ren said, yeah, this is the Brady effect no matter what. But mm-hmm. it's also another thing that the bump proven, like everybody keeps saying, Buck's going out, oh, out to win. And everybody, you know, is going on and on about how with all the coronavirus and getting all seasoned and everything but mm-hmm. it seems like every week it seems like there's more realistic chances the Bolts are doing good they're in the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. the Rays are in a prime position for t- to make a good postseason run mm-hmm. Bucks are practically almost here's the paper you know it's looking like this could finally be a good year mm-hmm. for Tampa and not have so many of them piss off phone call nights and it's just it's it's exciting. So, and mm-hmm. I'd be the last person to expect Brady and Gronk ever coming up here, right? But it was a shocker. But it's like I think this is going to be like a make it or break it year, regardless. Because you know you sign all these players, but we still haven't hit the field yet, right? So, well, John, what would be a what would be a break it? Only move, John, 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 John. Uh, you said make it or break a year. What, how many wins, what's the least amount of wins the Bucks can get, or I guess the most amount of wins the Bucks can get for you to think that it's a break it year? Like, yeah. Well, the reason why I say it's not like it's, it's not like a Super Bowl or bust or anything, but I mean, like you making, if Jason White's making all these moves and he's still got a little heat under his ass, like, you know, you're going to find all of this talent, but yet you still make the playoffs again kind of thing like like I said, yeah, that's not jason light's you fault you get to hit the field and everything but that's what i mean like you know you're proven to us all that you're willing to sign players to help us win you know then you go prove it so that's how i see it like a make it or break it kind of thing so like he's going all out spending the entire salary cap try to buy our playoffs and that just it's still making it a little bit hesitant just a little bit like, I mean, we all have a lot to be excited for, especially with all, those of us who Tampa Bay fans all the way around. So it's just trying not to get hopes up because Bucks are always going to be Bucks, and that's how it's always been. Kind of thing. But, like, it's, it's nice to see something different, you know? It's nice to see the names want to come here, and it's nice to see that there's a front office that, you know, has the – the creativity and the guts 
we'll keep it PG and then the guts to, uh, you know, go out and make things happen because like, let's face it. Gronk is a luxury player. Like Leonard Fournette is a luxury player. Like it, it is not needed. You know, uh, Brent and I just had a really good conversation with John Ledger, uh, from, uh, Peter report. It's going to be, you know, that pod's coming out very soon. And, you know, John's in the same, same, uh, uh, you know, school of thinking than I am that, you know, it's like that outside linebacker spot is thin. And then if you look at the cornerback spot, uh, you know, if any of the, the big three, I'll call them, any of the big three go down, like, you know, they're potentially to be a problem. Like you might be playing a safety as your starting corner nickel, uh, you know, if one of those guys goes down. Right. So, but you know, I, what I really want to know, this is a question I want somebody to ask BA. I wanted them to ask BA, say, if this wasn't for COVID, would they sign Leonard Fournette? Why? Why, Ren? Why? Yeah, like because like, I want because I want to know because I want to know if the mentality around the organization has really changed. As in, hey, this guy's an upgrade at our third running back spot, maybe our second running back spot, maybe our first. That's you know, whoever. But definitely, right. it's it's a it's a it's an upgrade from Dare or Vaughn. Period. End story. No right. problem. Right. They had the money. They went out and got him. The guy wanted to come. Like, are they upgrading because that's what you do? You're always upgrading that bottom part of your roster. And this is a huge mm-hmm. upgrade. Or is it like, hey, if Rojo gets sick, we really need somebody. So why don't we keep, you know, Leonard on the team yeah. and just kind of give him a couple, you know, two, three touches a game, five touches a game. But the real reason he's here is if McCoy or Rojo get get sick. Or ha- or get injured or have to miss some time. So, um, I, I hope. Go I, ahead. I was gonna say I understand that question, Ren. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a question that if BA were to be asked that, he would laugh in the face of whoever asked it. Yeah, yeah, it has you know to be I mean? worded. You got to it got to be worded really well, right? Because yeah. they're signing Leonard Fournette and they'll pay Leonard Fournette whatever they pay him. It's probably not the four million, but we're probably looking at a couple here. They're gonna pay him to play mm-hmm. now. He'll go in and, and like any of anybody else, he's going to have to beat out Rojo. Will it take him much to meet out Rojo? I don't know. Um, now, I was just just as you were talking, I just saw a tweet come across from Pro Football Focus where they asked the question, is LaShawn McCoy out? Because I noticed right now, LaShawn McCoy is trending on Twitter. Not Leonard Fournette, but LaShawn McCoy is trending on Twitter, which is crazy. And what their words are is that uh, McCoy has been informed by the team that they still want him on the roster, that he will not be cut off the roster. So I think when this comes down, we look at this running back spot. I think Rojo's safe. Let's assume that that's right. And McCoy's safe. They're not signing Fournette to cut him. So he's safe. We go four people. Calais down. It's really between Vaughn and Dare. And if you had to go into the season right now, I ask, I want to ask John this first. And then I'm going to ask you, Ren, John, you go into the season right now. Who are you taking with you as your fourth running back? Dare, special teams captain from last year and been around for a while, or Keyshawn Vaughn, a third-round draft pick who has been sick and not been very impressive in camp, but he is a third-round draft pick. I'm with Ren on this one from the last podcast that I heard from you guys. You, you just don't cut a third-round draft pick. I mean, I, I get that Dare's a yeah. good player and everything, but, like, you just don't cut a third-round. That's wasting that's a draft pick, man. Yeah. It, Ren, what do you think? Uh, you know, who do you go in right now? That was like signing. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you know, the Bucks have never cut a third round draft pick. You know, that's kind of like the, the big stinker here. But the Bucks have also never had this much talent on the roster. Right. The Bucks have never been in this position. Yeah. And, you know, if Not the Bucks. The Super Bowl it, era, we never right. had that much talent. Not in the backfield. Yeah. So if the Bucks had McCoy and Fournette on the roster before the draft, would Vaughn even get drafted? Probably not. You know, probably. Uh, you know, they probably would have took a running back. Maybe like those was like the, they take a wide receiver in the third and a running back in the fifth. Mm-hmm. You know, those might have been flip flopped and then not take Calais in the seventh. So, you know, it's I think I'm going to go back to what I had to say, like, uh, you know, one training camp where Vaughn started behind the eight ball, I don't think is really fair to cut him. Mm hmm. So it's going to come down to who the Buccaneers think can get through waivers. Is it going to be Dare or is it going to be Keyshawn Vaughn? Now, to build a better team, you're not looking at the future at all. You take Dare and that's that's the end of it and hope Keyshawn Vaughn makes you know can get him on the practice squad mm-hmm. because Dare is a special team, is outstanding on special teams, can play all four special teams, can find a spot somewhere in all special teams, especially punt return, punt coverage, kickoff return, kick coverage, not probably on field goal, but or extra point, but everything else he's, he's out there. So he's a more valuable piece right now, but you got to weigh that against, you know, how much you, you, uh, you're willing to risk is he keeping him there is willing to risk losing a third round draft pick to another team. Right. Right. All right, John, buddy, man, you got anything else for us uh, before we let you go here? No, you guys later. All right, man. Hey, listen, John, it's really great to hear from you. We're going to be doing lots of these throughout the season. I hope to hear from you each week. Okay, man. It's next week, man. It is. It is. It's coming up next week. Thanks, John. John, but he's an old friend of the show. John Miles. John Miles. Yep. Yeah. Been there since day one. He really has been. He really has. Guys, phone lines open. Anybody wants to call in 864-729-BUCKS. It's 864-729-2827. You guys call in and we will talk about anything you guys want to talk about here regarding Leonard Fournette. And hey, Leonard, if you happen to see you get twi- tagged in Twitter and you topped on and you want to call us, feel free to call us. Uh, I didn't clear that for PR, but I'm not going to hold you to, to that. So. He hasn't signed yet. Yeah, he hasn't signed yet. I We should say we're getting all excited and all amped up from Leonard Fournette and the announcement of the signing. He hasn't officially signed yet. <laughs> well, if his plane goes down, then, yeah. you know, right. Right. He has tweeted it himself, though. He tweeted himself wearing number 27, which is yeah. number. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that'll be that. We've got somebody's got a number change coming up, I'm sure. It's Fournette. Yeah. <laughs> it is. yeah. Yeah. They just, yeah. It was just, they just took his Jacksonville uniform and, and changed the colors as for a real quick thing so he could stick it out there. That's all. Uh-huh. You know, he would probably have to give up his entire year's salary to get Rojo's number. Okay. What's it going to cost for me to get 27? $1.2 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I read this. This is just, I, I don't know. I am, uh, I, I, I'm, I am personally floored at this because I, I, this, this is, is not a move. I expected the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be making. No, like first off, it didn't make any sense because right. you know, we didn't need him. Second off, we didn't have any cap space. Right. Third, we didn't need him. Like, where is he going to play? Like, this is what the Bucks should do. They should come out, you know, when they get the ball, opening kickoff, line up Brady, three tight ends, and then power eye with Rojo and Fournette <laughs> and just run the ball and just pound right. it at him. And as soon as the Saints bring on, like, 
that uh bring on another corner because they're probably going to run one like three uh like two safeties in a corner yeah and then and then when they as soon as they bring on another corner uh oh i'm sorry i got that backwards when they take off the corner let's start Uh delete that delete that let's start over pause it let's start from the beginning (laughs) okay i'm ready all right go you got to say welcome to the peter cast we're starting all over Oh, all John, the way John's, John's got to call back. No, okay. What I'm saying is, you come out with this power eye, and as soon I call as back they, on another week, not, not <laughs> soon as they put a linebacker out there to stop the run, just throw it, and then you've got Gronk, uh, OJ, and Brait mm-hmm. with Fournette and Rojo out there, and Fournette's got Fournette can catch. Man, he had 76 catches last year. You know, you know, I you say that he right. had right. He had 76 catches just shy of 600 yards catching yeah, on terrible average 50. Do what? It's a terrible average. His terrible per, average. Yeah, yeah, his per catch yards per catch was, was was bad. Right. Behind a terrible O-line and somebody between Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles throwing to him. And Blake yeah, was the few years. And, and he had one other weapon. Right. Right. So, you know, he, he comes in here. I, it's, it's a different situation. And I think we're going to find out uh, this wrong, but even still, even yeah. still with all of that, he still caught for almost 600 yards on top of 1150 running. Yeah. Buccaneers haven't even had somebody run over five, over a thousand yards in a couple of seasons. Not since Doug Martin. Exactly. Who's My, out of football gosh. for a couple of years. Right. <laughs> right. And played a year with another team. Right, right. They're asking us in the chat room. Simple question here. Sure. Do you think Leonard still has the talent? He had his best year last year. Yes. Yes, I think the answer is yes. So he ran for the most yards. He had the most catches. You know, he's only fumbled three times in his career. You know, two as a rookie, none in 18 and only one last year. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, he he does. he, He was really injury bitten at LSU. Right. Uh, but his rookie year played 13 games and then 2018, I don't remember what happened. He only played half the games, but he played 15 last year, uh-huh. you know, and he, you know, like you were alluding to what you're just talking about. He was their only offensive weapon. Right. You know, like they had DJ shark who no one knew about when the year started mm-hmm. and Fournette, and that was it. And a bad defense and a crappy quarterback. I mean, they were us, let's face it. They, they were, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 were us during Shiano and then during uh Levy and then not during Dirk but you know so I you know I just I don't I love the the pick because it's another you know toy in the toy box yeah but now I'm kind of like the kid looking at the toy box it's like like is there a, is there a new rule is there two balls now like <laughs> like you know like can you bring out two quarterbacks you know right. like what are you going to do like you, like are you going to run the veer like like I don't I get it but I don't get it and I'm not upset about it I'm just kind of like okay well you know like now what like okay now what but I really don't have to worry about it cuz I didn't have Fournette or Rojo or McCoy right. on my fantasy team so you know more power you know- to you you know, here's the thing, because uh, I drafted McCoy as a backup running back, right? Like, like yeah. daily, the guy in case somebody gets injured, but mostly for bye weeks and stuff like that. You draft those guys to make sure that they're not on the same bye week as the main guys you draft, which for me was Leonard Fournette. So now my backup and my main guy are both on the same bye week. Oh, which, I never pay attention to bye weeks. That is, oh, really? That's, yeah, I I would rather I'd rather just get beat like 
140 to seven than get rid of my guys. Oh, I didn't say get rid. I'm not getting rid of them, but when I'm drafting them, that's one of the things I look at. No, I want, I want the guys I want. And if one week I have to basically throw up a forfeit cause I can't fill up the lineup card. Oh, well I'll go, you know, I'll go 13 and one. Uh, I was going to say how, how many have you actually lost friend? How many <laughs> Ren's a good fantasy football player this year. Um, Wes in the chat room is saying he's staying away from all the bucks in fantasy football this year. And, uh, Ryan, Ryan is saying this. I don't think the coaching staff is confident in Rojo as a number one. Well, he hasn't proven it. That's for sure. But if, but if you look at Rojo at the beginning of the year and where he ended the year, those last four games are really impressive. Like you could really start to see why the Buccaneers drafted him. You know, you didn't see it the first year, of course. He barely even touched the field, couldn't get the playbook down, couldn't pick up blocks. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he got the playbook down, started to get some trust, missed the block. Jameis fumbled the ball. We lost the ball, got benched. Right. Then came back in those last four games, he played really well. Like he really did. And you started to see sort of the lateral movement inside the tight spaces, the breakaway speed, uh, some of the power with some of the stiff arms he gave, um, the quick cuts on the outside where he could break the angles from the cornerbacks and the safeties. Like you were starting to be like, okay, this guy, you know, it's he has home run ability. He's not somebody who get 100 yards. You're going to have to feed him 25 to 30 times a game. Like, right. He, right. Yeah. Right. No. So, I mean, uh, but I, I get it. Like, I'm not totally confident in Rojo, you know? No, I'm not. Yeah. You know, what reminds <laughs> me of? this reminds me of the Jameis, Jameis Winston situation. This is door number two, right? Like we're, we're fairly, fairly in agreement, Red. I think that there's the, a good question, Brent. Nice. What? So Bruce, is this door number two? For <laughs> running back? Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, but we're we're fairly in agreement that with Jameis Winston, if Tom Brady hadn't shaken loose and come to Tampa Bay, they were going to extend Jameis Winston. Probably. That was the plan, right? Yes, yes. And they kept saying, we got to wait and see what's behind door number two. Got to wait soon. Until now, door there is been there has been no door number two. Or door number two has never been better than what Rojo is. Right. Because when they brought McCoy in, like his very, like he hit a, had a presser like day two in camp. Yeah. And he's like, I'm here. It's Rojo's show. I'm here. Exactly. I'll find my niche. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Right. McCoy was the upgrade over, honestly, Dare or uh, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Right. He, he was that upgrade. Leonard Fournette is coming in here. And that's why, my opinion, the way I'm really, I think that their idea, now they're going to make him go out and prove it, right? He's got to prove it on the field. But I think the way I sense it anyway, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody. Their idea is, is that Leonard Fournette's going to come in as the number one back. He's taking effectively Rojo's job. Who's saying that? That's that's no, that's my feeling. That's what I think they're they're saying by making this move. Oh, really? Yes, that's what cool. that's what Brent is saying. I'm not saying well, like, I'm we'll not saying out tomorrow. Even if it's true, they'll deny it tomorrow because there's no way he's gonna be ready for the Saints game. There's no way. That is like, that's the other thing to talk about. What's he going to look like not having come to our camp? Now, he was in Jacksonville's camp, I think. I don't know if he held out or not. No, he was uh, there. Yeah. So like he's I said, I don't know. Camp, but he's not been in this camp. He's not been in this system. Right. In this playbook with this terminology. So is he even going to dress for week one? Who knows? Oh, he'll dress for week one. They'll, they'll like, you know, they'll, they'll coach him up and get like three or four, you know, like they'll have a package for him, mm -hmm. like a four play package that they can bring him in and out on. So. Right. I really want to know. Here's what I also want to know, because I don't want to do the film study. Uh, 
I want somebody to ask BA how he is as a, as a uh, pass protector. What he, how they, how the Bucks think of him as a pass protector. Sure. Um, because I mean, he was their three down back. Like mm-hmm. I look, I'll admit I've always not been a Fournette fan. I didn't like him in college because he was hurt all the goddamn time and he ran his mouth and he, we, he, he played for LSU and they played the Gators, you know? So I didn't like the guy. I thought he was way overdrafted. And then he didn't have a spectacular rookie year. Actually, yeah, he did a thousand yards and uh, 36 receptions. So, you know, he had 1300, over 1300 yards from scrimmage. So that was good. Uh, then he got hurt his second year. I thought he was one of those guys that was not going to sort of live up to the hype. Right. Uh, and then I was really shocked when the year ended and I, I saw the amount of catches he got in the yards that he got, you know, with the team he was playing with. I'm like, okay, so this guy, you know, he, he, like I was, I, he was someone I was looking at to draft. I never would have drafted him last year. You know, there was, I could pick, you know, a handful of running backs that people would say, you're crazy that I would have took him before Leonard Fournette last year. Right. This year he was on my board because he was a three down back. So, but a three down back in Jacksonville is a different than a three down back here with the Buccaneers and BA's offense. So right. I need to, I need to know, you know, what they think of him as, as a pass protector. Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll be something Tony Saylor uh, watching to us on Facebook as opposed to, by the way, real quick, I just want to say hi to my friend, Chris, who just texted me saying uh, he's watching. He's like, I didn't know you did this. So anyway, hi, Chris. Uh, but Tony over on Facebook says, who's Chris? Huh? Who's Chris? He is uh, the guy who's coaching the other team with me uh, in the baseball league this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony, cool. remember when Arian signed, you didn't a- know you're a podcaster. Uh, probably not. At least not that I had the live show. Uh, remember when Arian signed AP off the street and he ran all over Lovey Smith's bucks. Yes. We remember that very well. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. Or one game. <laughs> this is what you get. This is what you get from Facebook people. <laughs> Just kidding, Tony. Not really. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know you. Who knows? Uh-huh. Thanks for finding us on Facebook. But yeah. On YouTube, though, says Fournette is the ideal Brady back, in my opinion. That's a, you know, that's a good point. Like if, if you can sell me on his pass protection, uh-huh. you know, he's 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 fa- he's one of those guys that shouldn't be as fast as he is for his size and can right. catch better than he should for his size, you know, he's right. kind of like, you know, he, he's, he's not exactly a fire hydrant. He's just, you know, he's just one of those guys that like, like he shouldn't be able to move like a V of a was a running back. It's like, it's like, you can't like, you shouldn't be able to move that fast, that big, but he's always had that injury bug that I keep coming back to. So, and like I said, I was never high on him. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's perfect. I mean, you know, any, top notch three down back like Barkley would be a great back for Brady, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, even Austin Eckler, like any legitimate three down back would be a great quarterback for Brady, but so would any, but you know, any three down back would be the perfect running back for any quarterback. Yeah. Uh, this question comes into us here. Uh, just, just for the record, Ren, so you can say who starts now. I think I think Leonard Fournette starting maybe not week one, but I think the plan is to get it to him to start. Do you still say it's Rojo? The plan is to start Rojo. I think it's Rojo's job to lose. I think if Rojo comes out and performs the way the team has been telling us, i.e., coaches, players, uh, that Fournette will never have the starting job. Right. The end. There you go. 
There you go. Hey, let's, uh, I do want to talk about what this means at, at least a little bit for the defense, because the bucks are going to have to move stuff around, right? Like they're not, they're not going to go into the season with $13,000 in cap space, right? That's not going to happen. So they're going to move some stuff around. There is some other stuff on the, on the defensive side of the ball, more depth signings, people talking about extending Levante David. Mm-hmm. Um, and by which, that, which is good to hear, which is, yeah. Uh, and you know, what do we do with our cornerback? Cause our cornerback situation, look, we get one injury at cornerback and eh, things, things start looking real sketchy. Yeah. Uh, we have extensively talked about, and we talk about it with John Ledyard on the upcoming podcast, which should be coming out hopefully tonight. Uh, I don't know. This kind of is taking place of all my editing time, but um, we talk about extensively our, our outside linebacker depth, the, the, the edge depth, uh, maybe not so much with the interior defensive line anymore, but I know the bucks can move around and sign really who they want to sign. They just got to move stuff around, but it kind of locks down anybody else that we could potentially sign or at least any big name that we could sign to come in and help out any place we feel like. So it's finally have. over nine days or 10 days, 11 days out. <laughs> no right. more signings, no right. more signings. <laughs> right. You guys are done. Yeah. I mean this, but you know, and unless until they have to, you know, that's just the way, and that's just the way it works, especially, you know, these teams that are, are buying, vying for a championship. Like if you got a young team, this is a bucks three years ago and one of their starters go down, they're not going to go and spend like $11 million on a corner to bring them in because uh-huh. he's their missing piece right. this year that, you know, they can move. So I'm not going to say they're going to spend $11 million, but they can go and get some, like a veteran, a name, someone like a Fournette, uh-huh. uh, someone like a Kyle love, someone like a, a Shipley right. that they can bring in to bolster. So the drop off isn't as far, you know, it's not as scary. Like, well, we really like this guy. How many starts do you have? Zero. Uh, okay. Who you playing? But the, the difference between Fournette and Shipley and uh, who's the other guy, Kyle, Kyle is those two guys are depth pieces. They're not coming in to take so a start. Fournette. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I, know that. I don't know about it. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm telling you. Fournette's going to get the ball. Shipley, hopefully Shipley never sees the field. And uh-huh. Kyle Love is probably going to see the field. Some people don't think I he's going to make the team. Way, right? I mean. What's that? Kyle Love will be in the rotation. He'll see it just because he's part of the rotation. Yeah, and what's you know sort of the ace in the hole for Kyle Love is he can play all three inside positions. Good. Yeah. 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 So that that makes him a very important piece. Even even though he's not going to get him before Nacho, but it makes him more important overall than Nacho. But right. you know, and it's not Nacho's fault. The team said, "Hey, ain't thirty pounds. We want you to play nose guard next year," and he did it, uh-huh. and that's what he's doing. But, uh, you know, so, you know, but I think Kyle Love comes in before Khalil Davis. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Khalil Davis, just for those who might not be familiar, is our fifth round draft pick this year. Six, seventh. Seventh. Oh, he's no, the seventh. six. No, Kalei was our seventh. So he was our sixth. Well, I don't know. Where's Chappie then? Do we have two six rounders? His fifth know, I, was Andre Johnson. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not that it, does. it doesn't matter. <laughs> not at this point. It's not the seventh and it wasn't the fourth. Right. Uh, he, hey, here's a good football question for you, Ren. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to run more 21 or 22 personnel this year? I think it depends on the team they're playing and the score. 
<laughs> right. I, I, I really do. You know, um, I don't think they're going to run any 22. Um, that's two tight ends, two backs. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think, you know, goal line, that's goal line stuff. Um, so I don't really know if they're going to really run any 22. Um, you know, if you were here earlier, Nathan, I talked about how the Bucks should just come out with three tight ends and, and do a power eye with Rojo and Fournette in the first series against the Saints. And, you know, if they bring a linebacker in, throw it. If they keep their corner on the field, run it and just see how it goes. Yeah. And just I would just and just go for it. Like just run it and then go for it on fourth down, no matter what happens. Like, you know, third and two or fourth and two, no problem. We're still gonna run it. We're gonna line it with three tight ends and just blow it up right off tackle. We're gonna get the first down. Then we're gonna line up again and run at the same spot and just get four yards. Just watch you be defeated. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh well oh here actually this is a great this is a great thing talking about how are we now going to pay for everybody? Where is all this coming? And one person over on YouTube suggests that this might possibly what do you think Ren as a way to free up some money, free up some cap space? We could be saying bye to Cameron Brait. No, no. What's going to happen? Is, we're, uh, here's where the money is coming from. It's Justin Evans is like two point one million dollars. Okay, you think yeah. It'll be that? Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, that's it. There it is. Uh-huh. You know, so like, you know, like a team. Like, let me put it this way: if you're trying to buy a soda mm-hmm. at a store, and you're like a nickel short, you're going to find that nickel. Like, you know, is it going to be under the floorboard? Is it going to be in the ashtray? Is it going to be stuck on the rail of the seat? Is the people, you're going to borrow it from the guy behind the cash register, maybe right. a stranger walking in and out. That's what $1.25 million is to a, a football team. It's a nickel. Like they'll find it, you know, right. like they'll, you know, they'll check the gumball machine. Like <laughs> they, <laughs> they beg, borrow and steal little increments from everywhere and, and be able to add it up or just take a move. Like, well, Justin Evans, you know, it's like, yeah. sorry, the end. Well, the, the other way they can do that and because of the way the Buccaneers structure these contracts is, is they don't front load these contracts or they do front load the contracts and they get rid of guaranteed money really quick. Right. So what they do is like, so Mike, you got Mike Evans on the books for a big contract right now. Ali Marpet's on the books for a big contract right now. Uh, those are two guys that come to my mind immediately that they could turn on and say, Hey, we'll cut you a check right now. Turn it into a signing bonus which then frees up money. And those guys aren't going anywhere. We're going to yeah. keep those guys on the roster for a while. So they'll spread that out over the next couple of years. Effectively, what they're doing is they're borrowing from future years caps to, to come back and pay for this. Now uh, that's the other way we have seen them do that before in the past. Yes. So, um, so with that, Ren, uh, man, I, I don't know if I, I, that might be it. I, I don't know. Uh, is there anything else to talk about here with Rojo? Final call. Anybody wants to call in 864-729-BUCKS. That's 864-729-2827. Well, do you want to talk about how you feel about not being able to go to football games? We could talk about that. Um, how did you find out? How did I find out about not being able to go to the games the first two? Anyway, yeah. my ticket rep called me this morning and said really? they're getting ready to come out. And he, he made it sound like it was coming out in a couple of days, but it came out like two hours later. And he was like, we're still planning on trying to have people in the, in the stands. 
It's just not happening the first two games. And uh, so then the email came out. So they're not having in two games. They're going to reassess and, and figure it out. The Green Bay game, which would be the first one they'd allow people to go to, is the game I really like. If I could only go to one game this whole season, yeah. the game is the one I was going to do whatever I could to get to get. There. Really? Yeah. Because I have a mind that's a big Green Bay fan and he was going to come down and, and we were. Oh, okay. That um, makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's why. And honestly, Grow, you guys know my story. You guys have been listening around for a long time. You, you know my story. I grew up in a place that didn't have a home football team. We were in Green Bay's market, so I kind of grew up watching them. I would not call myself a Packers fan, but I did at least like peripherally follow them somewhat. So not that I want to see them win, but, you know, it, it, it's the Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know, yeah. uh, no, if, I got you. There's so, no problem. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, Packer, I was just wondering why it wasn't the chiefs game. And if it's because you have a really good friend you want to spend some time with and go to the Packers game and crush his soul while you're looking him in the eye. I get it. hundred percent. Here's a good question. My Browns, my Browns friend, buddy Joe. So yeah, here's a good question from Nathan. Uh, Brent being from Jacksonville. Have you ever heard anything negative? There you go. Yeah. Uh, coming out from Fournette, any character concerns we should be worried about? What have yeah, like you're yeah. in Jacksonville. I mean, I hearing Jacksonville Jaguars stuff is like you, you can't get away from it. Not uh -huh. that you seek it out, but I'm sure you hear about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what is so what is the feeling? of of you know leonard fournette from jags fans yeah i i always say this i just want to i want to caveat this whole thing i'm a bucks fan i follow the buccaneers and i don't really care too much about other teams that being said i live in jacksonville and i i keep tabs on what's happening with the bucket with with the team up here so i'm not in super deep but i do keep tabs and and the only thing that i've ever heard i think is pretty much what other people have maybe heard which is there's been some locker room issues but the Jaguars, ever since Tom Coughlin came in, quite honestly, remember how everybody kept arguing about get a VP of, of football operations, VP of football operations? Like Jacksonville does. Yeah, like Jacksonville does. Tom Coughlin might have been the worst thing that's happened. Tom Coughlin set Jacksonville back at least a decade by, by what they did here. And almost every pick that Tom Coughlin made, they wound up alienating these guys from the team. You look back at Jacksonville's last like six number one picks. And the only one that's still with the team are the last two. Right. Like they've, yeah. they've, they've, they've alienated them all. That being said, what I have heard about Leonard Fournette is that he's had some locker room issues. He's, he's been disgruntled with the team. That's why he's not here. He didn't like the team. That's, that's, you know, whatever he was causing in the locker room, he did he doesn't like it here. The players didn't like it here. And, uh, that, that's why they like the fans, the, 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 word is the people love the fans here in Jacksonville. They don't like the organization. So is, is that's the question in my mind. I want to know right now is, is Leonard Fournette like a bad egg? Is he locker room cancer? Is he trouble or was it just bad stuff with the organization? And he'll be just fine. A change of scenery. And he's just fine in Tampa. I don't know, but I think he probably, my, my gut says he will be. If you have one question to ask BA about Leonard Fournette, what would it be? Go. Oh, gee, you can't do that to me. I just did. Uh, <laughs> one, just question did about, one question about Leonard. See, here's the thing. No matter what I say, you're going to be like, that is your one question. That's not true. Exactly. What, okay. Uh, let me see here. What would I say? What, would what I are ask? you, my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Getting mad at me for stuff I haven't even said. 
in the future uh, you're going to say something like this so i'm mad at you now like what right right um i think my question would be what does leonard fournette have to do assuming he's assuming ba is going to give you what the does leonard fournette have to do for me to be right and start <laughs> That's exactly right. What is Rojo? What is Leonard Fournette or Rojo have to do to what's what's Leonard Fournette have to do to take the number one spot? Assuming that BA is going to come out and say what we all know he's going to say, Rojo's number one, which and rightly so, by the way, rightly so. I fully expect Coach to say Rojo's still number one. Leonard's got to come in and earn it. Right. I just think Leonard's going to come in and earn it relatively quick. Maybe not by week one. No, not by week. Probably one. by week two or three. I think I I can't see it going much past that. Wow. God, you're going to be so wrong. Oh, man. We should make a bet on this. Yeah. Hey, uh, to go back to that, our friend Alan, who actually great supporter of the show, one of our patrons still going on over there. Alan says he has family in Jacksonville. that are season ticket holders. They loved Leonard Fournette and was mad he was let go. Okay. So, yeah. Are they like real football fans? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be, it'll be interesting to get out and talk to the local people here in Jacksonville tomorrow. Uh, Cause I like, are they Twitter Jacksonville fans or are they Facebook Jacksonville fans? That's a good, or YouTube Jacksonville fans. That's a good I question. I don't have YouTube Jacksonville fans are Twitter Jacksonville fans. Okay. Because if they're Facebook fans, they'd be on Facebook watching. There you go. There Here's you go. my question. Uh-huh. Uh, why is he here? Okay. I think that kind of encompasses everything. Like, you know, he'll talk about upgrades and good player and he was a fit. And then he'll start talking about what he likes about him. So then I'll get like his hands and then I'll get the pass protection question out of the way. So just nice and easy, like, you know, oh, so you signed Leonard Fournette. What do you like about him? Go. Here's what I'd say. Hey, coach, uh, who who was it that you were looking behind door number two for? <laughs> who is it? That, that would be the question. Who was it? Was it Darway? Darway? Is it Rojo? Who like I I can I, Brent, I just I cannot believe they would go out and sign somebody like Leonard Fournette to come in and be a number two or number three back. One point two million dollars. I I one point two million dollars. I think it's gonna be it's gotta that's his contract right now. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's what's recording. That's what right. he, Oh, that's, that's what, what they, that's what he signed him for. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I thought you were just like, that's what they were picking up from his contract. No, once he, once he goes through waivers, his contract is no. Right. So right. I'm sorry. I missed that. I'm sorry. Like I said, I just found out about this a few minutes before we went live. Sure. Um, so, so you're telling me that, cause I, I really, this is what I was thinking you were saying. So I may have just mis- I misunderstood. Sure. I was thinking you were saying Leonard Fournette was due $1.25 million from Jacksonville this year. So they're not going to give him the four that he's asking for. They'll probably give him somewhere around that. But what you're saying is the report is they're actually signing him for about $1.24 million. Yes. Okay. That changes things. Um, yeah, you're right. That is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I can't imagine Leonard Fournette coming in and being happy at being a number two back. He's going to want he's a JPP. Well, kind of they've, they've had they've had that conversation with him already, Brent, or he wouldn't be here. That's true. But you may be right. It may be like, you know what? We didn't like Rojo's progression. And this is this is door number two. Like, you know, they didn't want to take the box in front of them. Keep your two hundred dollars. I'm going for curtain number two. Right. 
Right. You get Leonard Fournette. (laughs) Leonard Fournette was a Heisman Trophy candidate at LSU College where he ran for a school record. I'll tell you what's what's cool though, Ren. Mm -hmm. This is something we haven't experienced in Tampa Bay in a very long time. People are coming here. They're picking up the phone saying, I want to come play there. Or at least we're assuming that they're picking up the phone. Or they're like... Tom Brady wanted to come down here and play. Yeah. Gronk wanted to come down here and play with Tom Brady. LaShawn McCoy was not a big sell. Like they got him in at league minimum. He's ring chasing. Leonard Fournette is coming in for 1.24, which is chicken scratch for him. Reported. I just want to say reportedly. Reportedly. Um, Gosh, who else is coming? And Domica Sue came back to be here to to re-sign. JPP re-signed. Shaq Barrett signed the franchise tag, but he already said he was going to do that anyway. He wants to stay in Tampa no matter what. Um, uh, not I don't say no matter what, but he wants to stay in Tampa. Um, like we've got all these players that are wanting to come to Tampa, and who knows who who has picked up the phone and say I want to go to Tampa, and Tampa said no, thank you. Yeah, you know Montana. What I mean? I heard. There you go. There you go. And you know what? All these guys can come in um, and ring chase all they want. I don't care. Let them chase a ring as long yeah. as, you know? Yeah. I mean, how do you think the Patriots got all those guys? Like, you know, exactly. like uh, Kyle Long got him from a one-year deal to play defensive end to ring chase. You know, like look along, you know, even their offensive line, not the receivers, not the running backs, but along like the def- the linebackers and the defensive line, the offensive line. People have been signing with the Patriots at a discount to ring chase for for years, at least a decade. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. We have a comment. Um, I don't know how accurate this is, but they're saying it over in the chat room. Joey over on YouTube is saying that Fournette signed for a $2 million base with a max of 3.5 with incentives. Okay. That's why I said alleged. It always changes yeah. a lot. It does. It, the, the, those, when they start reporting numbers, they tend to change until you actually see it on Spotrack, right? Right. Remember Quan Alexander's contract? Well, I, I landed... It was like two years ago. It was like, you know, he's coming off a busted ACL and it was something like, oh my God, he got like $38 million, $52 million. Whoa. And then like four days later, it's like $12 million guaranteed. It's like, oh, okay. Right. But it wasn't, I mean, the full value of the contract was like $56 million. Yeah. Right. Which he's not going to see because I don't even know he's on the team anymore. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Red, I think that's going to get it for us here for tonight. Um, talking about Leonard Fournette. Is there anything else you want to you want to dive in and, and talk about here uh, b- before we close out? Well, I'm happy that the Bucks are at least talking to Levante David about an extension. If that's true, yeah. Well, I think it is true. Yeah. So I'm going to say I, it's true. I, I hope it's true. Levante Levante David needs to retire a Buccaneer. And and not in the same way that Gerald McCoy plans to retire a Buccaneer, come back and sign a one day contract and then retire. He needs like that dude will not quit quit tweeting about himself. Hey, I know I'm not playing this year, but inspirational message. I did. I'm sorry, listeners out there. I'm sorry. Hey, I know I'm not playing this year, but like, (laughs) oh my god, like shut up. As a Buccaneer, the way Rondé did, the way Derek Brooks did. Um, not so much Brooks. (laughs) They cut him. He doesn't sign anywhere. 
Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, I'm retiring a buck. They're like, you're cut, and no one picked him up, which was – I couldn't believe that. I was so shocked that no one wanted to take a shot yeah. at Derek Brooks. That. Yeah, I seem to remember that. Yeah, so Rondé is a good one. Yeah. Paul Gruber. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> like James Wilder. Right. Nobody agrees. Wilder, future ring of honor. We got to make it happen, Ren. He, he's uh, – I'm on that train right Avante now. Dante David's like reaching Leroy Selman type – like he's he's Levante David is starting to, you know, make the Rushmore Mount Rushmore Buccaneers. I I don't disagree. You and know, you, so you got Leroy, you got Sap, which I you know I'll give. I don't like him. Right. I, I don't want him up there, but he deserves to be. You right. got Brooks. Yeah. Like I think Levante is in front of Rondé and and Lynch. Yeah. And, and all who else is going to go up there? Yeah, I, I think I mean Allstott has a has a. Yeah, he's uh, just a fan favorite argument, right? I, like I said, I think it's an argument. I don't know that Allstott's the guy that belongs up there, but you're right. Levante really could be coming that fourth guy that 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 gets up there. But I, and you know what seals that though? A Super Bowl. He wins the Super Bowl and he gets yeah. that seals it. Yeah, that will seal it. Um, so I, I'm with you on that. So, all right, Red. Well, we're gonna go ahead and close it out. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for coming on live. Spur of the moment, there were no announcements. You guys make sure you tune in. We will be doing this live after games all season long. You guys can call in. We'll talk about the game. We'll open up. We'll be talking about the game. You guys call and talk to us about that as well. We'll be simulcasting, saying hello to everyone out there on YouTube, everyone out there in Facebook, and who knows? You never know where we might also pop up on Instagram or Twitch or some of those other places, depending the on moon. the where moon, the moon. Yeah. We'll broadcast to the moon. Um, you don't, you don't watch parks and recs, right? You've started I, a couple of things. I started it. And I need to get back to it. Like I got yeah. like six episodes in and I need to get back to it. Yeah. There's a part, there's one episode where, uh, um, they're in a, like a United nations club, like a high school club. Uh-huh. And one of the characters decides to be the moon. And then she just keeps interrupting going, the moon, like declares war on China. You know, it's just, it's, anyway, since I am not going to ruin any of it for you, but uh, anyway, that's what the moon was. If anyone got that extremely obscure reference, when I went the moon, then uh, DM me because we're long lost souls that need to connect. Need to connect. Well, Ren, why don't you tell the folks out there how they can DM you? Uh, well, just best places go on Twitter at the moon, T H E underscore M O O N, um, small M. Mm. Mm, none of that's funny. That doesn't work. Edit all that out. Best place to find me is on Twitter at Rendax, R E N underscore D A X T. I'm always down to talk Buccaneers football, but. If you don't want to put your opinion out there on blast because it's too hot, feel free to slide in my DMs and we can talk Buccaneer football there as well, too. And if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me at Brent Allen Live across all the social medias. And the show is at the Pewtercast on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. And you guys can also find us at youtube.com forward slash uh, the Pewtercast. Please like, please subscribe. Get it. We're trying to get up to a thousand subscribers on oh, YouTube. Oh yeah, we got to start that push. Getting closer. You guys need to keep helping us out. Hit that bell icon so you're notified every time we go live. You never know when one of these might go live because something has happened and something unplanned happens and, and we wind up going live. So make sure you hit subscribe, hit that bell icon. Like and, the moon, uh, declaring we're on China. 
there you go. We probably won't go live about that. But, Ooh, but if someone in China buys the team, we will go alive and talk about that. Oh, God. I, I, what would I do? Ooh. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll catch you guys next time. And until then, go Bucks.